Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the hell are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> the hell I am doing is good, thank you very much. Uh, yes, having a good day, having a good time, just um, getting back to having the swing of time. things. I'm having a good time. I'm uh, Next week I'm still here, and then the week after I'm off to... Um, I'm, I'm off to America for another week. Chris, again? I'm really sorry, mate. I'm really again? sorry. I got a bugger off again. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, uh, I'm going to Seattle. And then I'm going to drive down the coast because I'm using my new uh, found um, driving skills. And, uh, yeah, going to have a lovely time. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Hello, Seattle. Pete find is working on buy his new podcast. clothes. <laughs> The Abroad America podcast with yeah, Pete Donaldson. Exactly. You go and see course. Trash Taste on tour. They're touring America, aren't they, for a whole month? Yes, you go and, that's right. Just yes. go and watch them. Yeah, they're in Seattle, I think. <laughs> One day, maybe. Yeah, Seattle's maybe. nice. I, I there was a time when I thought about moving to Seattle. Um, I, it's one of the few places in America I've been, and uh, it's pretty like nice, livable place. I remember going Any to recommendations? Pike Fish Market. Um, Fish Market. Go up the space. Is it the Space Needle? Go up space that. needle, yeah. Go up that. Is that all it's you cool. got, really? The space needle, that's like, it, the it? most famous part. Oh, I remember, I remember the main thing I, I got on the monorail. There's like a cool like 1960s, 50s monorail. It was like one of the first in the world that mm. nobody knows about outside of Seattle. And uh, I had a pizza that was named after one of my favourite actors, John Candy. I don't know why it was, but it was. And it was great. Mm. <laughs> Do you know John Candy? <laughs> I don't know who John Candy is. Legend. Shame you don't. Long, it should have very much, uh, should should have lived a, a longer life. And uh, if oh, you no, ever, right. uh, my, one of my favourite Christmas films is um, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yes. Um, and it's just, just very, very easy watching that. Very Technically, fun. it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie, but I'll let you go. Oh. I'll let it off. I'll let you off. Shut up. Shut up. Get out of I, it. I actually, Shut I up. think that's probably my favourite comedy film of all time. I used to like watch mm. it like every year without fail. It's yeah. so good. Like it's it's that rare thing, isn't it, with a, a comedy that's got like 
quite a moving story at the core of it and it'll make mm. you maybe tear up as well particularly at the end there's a nice little twist that uh, takes you off guard and oh, it's quite sad does uh, mean sad that. that but it's so totally funny everything that. it's sad I love the bit with Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> at the airport as well that's what I imagine yeah. it'll be like with you at Seattle airport not getting the car <laughs> you want um, uh, great film planes trains automobiles truck that's a cracking film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't I don't remember why the pizza was named after him. There was it was like pepperoni pizza, margarita, John Candy, <laughs> Hawaiian. And I was like, I like John Candy. He's one of my favourite actors that's dead. I'll have that one. And it was a good pizza. So go to Seattle, have a John Candy pizza, go up the Space Needle, and uh, look at Pike Fish Market, and then you're done. You've done the big three of Seattle. I should write a tour guide for Seattle. But speaking of... Nothing to do with anything I've just said. I did the most difficult race in Japan, Pete, and I'm alive and I succeeded. <gasps> Woo hoo, go me. You ran and ran, oh I ran, I ran so far away, I couldn't get away. Probably get a copyright strike for that because that was so <laughs> fucking accurate. <laughs> it's like a flock of seagulls were in the room with us. Uh, yeah, I ran the Spartan race, it's called uh, Spartan Race. It involves a 1,100-metre rapid ascent up a mountain, which was the hardest part, and then 20 obstacles over 6 kilometres in 32 degrees Celsius conditions. And I don't know how I did it. I sprained my left arm in the process, but somehow I managed to come out relatively unscathed, even though I, my left arm is now fucked. But, uh, this oh is, my this God. This is annoying me, this. This, this newfound <laughs> fitness th- stuff that you're going from an absolute, <laughs> absolute slovenly mess to running fucking Spartan races. This annoys me because I'd die. <laughs> Just walking down the, running down the street, it's so annoying. Cause I, I, you, you, uh, people li- like in my life that who um, are concerned about their health but don't really run around anywhere. Um, they like they, they're my only kind of like. Uh, well, at least they're not running around. Now everyone's running around. What am I going to do, Chris? <laughs> oh, and they're being well, be quite fair, good at it. It's annoying. Here's the thing, though. This is the cool thing. Like three, four months ago, <laughs> June got a really bad health report i was overweight bloated lethargic tired rubbish by all yeah. accounts especially after i came back from the uk i think i put on four kilograms i was 88 <laughs> kilograms or something now i'm right. about 84 so i've lost four but i you know i at the time when i came back from the uk in late june i mm. would not have been able to run a spartan race i would not have been able to cycle 700 kilometers across hokkaido but in just sort of two and a half months of training every day being a little bit more sensible with what I eat, aka not eating a pile of fried chicken every day, <laughs> uh, I, but like just going to the gym, like three or four days a week, or just working mm-hmm. out. That really turned it around, and it's really it doesn't take long to reap the rewards of getting fit. I'd say you've got to stick through, you know, the first month or two. It's hard to see any results, and then all of a sudden one day you wake up and you'll notice some changes. Like it takes like yeah. a sort of two month delay. Um, I think um, it was the fellow the fellow of Black Flag, um, uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no, the band Black Flag, the second singer of uh, Black Flag. Anyway, he does uh, inspirational um, speeches and does like spoken word tours and stuff. Henry Rollins, there we go. Um, not Black he, Rock, not Assassin's Creed. Uh, he, he said, he said, do he said, um, work out for two months and just don't look in the mirror. Uh, and and you will just um, yeah, you'll just, yeah you'll just be so surprised how much things have changed. But obviously you're not going to notice it, you know, in a, in a week or two. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like if I look back at, f- I I haven't noticed it, but then I look back at some photos of the um, the video I did with uh, Connor and Joey in the UK. Right, mm. I look like a fucking beach ball in the photos <laughs> and videos there. And now I can actually kind of see. Oh, I've got a chin. I remember what that's mm. like, and it's exciting to have a face again. <laughs> that's not like a beach ball. So right keep at it keep going I've got a long way to go I set the goal at the end of this year of being the fittest I've ever been um, in my life and while I'm not there yet I'd say I was still fitter at the end of Journey Across Japan 1 and I was still fitter when I did the weight loss challenge years ago before that 2015 I reckon I could probably hit it um, by Mm. the end of November and in fact I've got a bet with Connor where I've got to try and get a six pack by November 28th Uh, whoever loses has got to donate $500 uh, to charity uh, so the stakes are high for this one but also I just want to just prove Connor wrong and also American Pete he was like no dude you can't do it Meh. every time I say oh I'm going to do this Pete he's like you can't do that Meh. I don't know why he's just very pessimistic God bless him so I've got to wipe the smile off their faces I've got to prove them wrong I've got to get my six pack mm. I don't know if I'm going to do that but to get around it I've been doing 100 sit ups a day I need to ramp that up to 200 and I need to uh just like going mental on the treadmill in fact straight after this I'm going to go out for a jog for an hour and uh, take a step close to that happening but yeah it's pretty cool though it's just it's just cool getting fit it's I recommend cool. it getting though. fit god you've changed so much I'm upset <laughs> Oh, so very, next very thing you know, of this. I'll be eating lettuce and never <laughs> eating meat again. But you know, uh, you, while you're off in America eating your Philadelphia cheesesteaks and buying mm. the corpses of coyotes, I'm getting fit. And it could <laughs> be the same it. for you, Pete. Did, didn't eat those bones though. That's the main thing. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will I will say for the record that I did put. I, like, I'm not one. I, I'm I'm not one that fluctuates massively week to week. But uh, oh, I uh, any weight that I'd lost over the past couple on the carrots went straight back on in one week <laughs> one week in America me drinking me drinking pretty much every day uh, and eating uh, what can I be a funnel cake that's a uh, that's an interesting vibe um, I believe it's I think they just literally just d- dribble off funnel in this case um, sort of piped uh, batter straight into the oil um, and it's, uh, it's 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 not good it's not it's not good there's a similar Indian uh, dessert that's kind of bright red which is ten times better and it's filled with honey uh, I don't know how they do that but it's fucking amazing but funnel cake less of a vibe um, not 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 but great with a cup of tea great with a cup of tea has to be said <laughs> that sounds appalling bloody hell why don't you cycle from <laughs> Seattle to wherever you're going in South could California I, because I, I just don't want to, and one of my friends Cycle is it. <laughs> about Do eighteen it. stone. <laughs> Fair enough, though. But uh, yeah, well, hopefully by the time we catch up over Christmas, you'll see a whole new me. You'll be like, "Wow, look at that six pack!" Yeah, wow, look at that six pack! Wow. <laughs> dear oh dear but the uh, the video with the Spartan race will be coming out guys in uh, early to mid October after mm. the cycle video and after Journey Across Japan Escaped Paradise episode 3 which is coming out 
this weekend it might even be out now it probably isn't as you listen to this mm. it's such a long bloody video it's the like it's so difficult to edit there's so many moving parts it's more difficult than running a Spartan race but it's going to be a good one we got a story this week from Ayana though from Melbourne Australia hi party boy Chris and candy man Chris uh, it used to take me two hours each way to get to my high school in Japan which involved getting up every day at 5.30am and being constantly uh, sleep deprived as a teenager I'd often catch up on my sleep on the long train journey, which occasionally resulted in missing my stopover and being late for school or accidentally sleeping on a stranger's shoulder. <laughs> but that nearly, uh, but that wasn't nearly as embarrassing as the time I fell asleep standing up. Good God, I've wondered if that's possible. I had the wall of the carriage to my left that I was able to lean on, so I thought, brilliant. I can still manage to get a quick nap standing up. I underestimated my ability to sleep deeply while standing because at one point I was so unconscious that the the muscles in my legs started to relax, causing my knees to buckle and this unbelievably resulted in my knees pushing into the back of the knees of a small adult man standing in front of me, causing him to wake from his vertical slumber. I apologised profusely but was forced to awkwardly remain right behind him as the morning rush on the train allowed no space for me to walk away and cringed, and I cringed privately. In conclusion, that sleep pod sounds perfect for someone like me. I mm. wonder what the result would be if you took a poll to get a sense of how many Japanese people have a cringy sleep story. Thanks for all the laugh <laughs> on the podcast. Ayana from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I'm kind of confused what happened there. So they fell asleep while they were standing up and banged mm. into another man that was asleep. <laughs> it's Is- just, just the idea that your sort of muscles just suddenly. Yeah, I, I've, I've never sort of slept upright where you, uh, but your legs just sort of go, well, it's time to go to sleep, is it? And you're like, Poof, oh, God, God. <laughs> Sound like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Bloody hell. I mean, Everyone's just sleep. Everyone could just sleep up, up, upright in, in Japan, it seems. <laughs> it's not uncommon, though, for people like mm. uh, it's just uh, to fall asleep on your shoulder on a yeah. train. You know, yeah. I've had it happen about three or four times whilst running, riding the Emanete line around Tokyo. There's always someone who just nods off and they bang into your shoulder and sometimes <laughs> they stay there. There's a really... Uh, famous sketch what was the name of the guy is it Kimura Ken I can't remember the the really famous comedian who died a few years ago where he's on a train and there's a really like a attractive Japanese woman on his left and she keeps nodding off onto his shoulder and he's like ooh yes and he's like really happy and then there's this huge slob of a man on his right and he also keeps falling asleep and he keeps like mm. knocking him out and like throwing him <laughs> off really angrily while embracing the woman bit of a bit of a dodgy sketch but uh, yeah you get the idea it will happen to right. you if you ride around on a train in Tokyo get ready for people to fall asleep on your body go with it take a selfie <laughs> on your on body it's going to be great. Uh, what's going on in Japan this week on the news front? No, Pete, hit us with what you got. Chris, from Japan, news in. Um, they've only got robots to fucking laugh, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, we what? watch these kind of uh, videos of, like, a weird robot or certainly remote control. Uh, dogs running around. You've got uh, the, the eyeball uh, situation in, in Japan. So, you know, Japan's always seen as one of those places where all of the amazing robotic and kind of humanoid stuff happens. Well, Hmm. um, scientists uh, have basically sort of stated for the record uh, that the most um, important uh, thing when it comes to sort of artificial intelligence systems uh, is basically 
uh, recreating the nuances of humour. It's the most difficult thing to get right in the world because robots are robots and humans are humans. But it, it basically laughing in the right way at the right time. Uh, uh, basically, the, the, a team behind a laughing robot created this thing that can laugh at the right, in the right way at the right time uh, it could help to improve natural conversations between people and AI systems so in the future we could have AI systems that know when to laugh how to laugh and I for one would love a little person in my uh, life that I could just sort of tell a little joke to a little dad joke and them laugh heartily at the right time it would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> At last, people will laugh at Pete yeah. Donaldson's jokes because, like be conversational, magical. conversational uh, kind of uh, 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 battle, I would say the most important thing is is empathy, and, and that's how you build relationships, and that's how you uh, become warmer as a human being. I think it's fair to say. But mm. Dr. Koji Inui of uh, Kyoto University uh, published in a uh, paper called Robotics, Robotics and AI. Uh, we decide that one way that robots can emphasize empathize with users is to share their laughter. They've basically gathered training data from more than 80 speed dating dialogues between male university students and the robot uh, which was initially uh, basically controlled by four female amateur actors. Uh, It might feel socially uh, awkward to mimic a small chuckle but empathetic to join in with a hearty laugh. And basically the algorithm learned all the basic characteristics of social laughs and they basically um, tried to mirror uh, all of these kind of little giggles and little ticks in appropriate situations and it makes the AI sort of voice the AI character that they're trying to create so much more humanoid or human rather I mean I've always I've always I've, I've got a fascination with robotics I was in Robot Wars as a kid of course I have a fascination with robotics even though the robots <laughs> in Robot Wars let's call them out for what they were remote control yeah. cars with pickaxes and various tacky weapons on <laughs> far from the cool androids correct that I yeah. want to see um, and especially <laughs> as someone who loves Blade Runner I'm waiting I'm waiting for androids to come along and, le- and, and yet like I thought Japan uh, would sort of lead the world in robotics. It kind of does, but I feel it's been leapfrog, leapfrogged in recent years. Leapfrog. The most famous Japanese robotic like android dude is uh, Hiroshi Ishiguro, and you always see his crazy, wacky creations around and about. Mm. Like I think Erika. Um, he's this girl called Erica who looks kind of eerily like a Japanese woman. They, he's kind of nailed it down uh, and made it look almost identical to a Japanese woman but I don't know I feel like there are better robots out there I don't know if you saw recently there's a British robot called uh, Amika have you ever seen this Amika Uh, I did I saw it I saw it all over the news and I saw Tom Scott went there as well and had a look around but it's got a really eerie face that looks like someone's just put on loads of grey paint and made their face (laughs) grey but it's like it it, it absolutely looks like a human's face and it creeps me the hell out Um, but yeah Japan they've got all these great androids and they've they've done all these things over the years and they've just sort of walked away from it like I remember Asimo I went on a rant about that earlier this year because Asimo the most advanced robot ever made especially back in 2000 when it came out uh, when it was released it was so far ahead it could move yeah. and walk and climb stairs it could open bottles it could kick a football better than i could ever dream and then they retired it and it did nothing except walk around the tokyo future museum it just feels like a shame it just feels like a shame i don't know why they're <laughs> building all these androids because it just feels like 
they're not doing anything with them. There's no mm. sort of practical application, if you know what I mean. Mm. I mean, even with Boston Dynamics, I haven't really seen how they've put their robots to good use. Although I know they've been selling a bit better and they've been actually uh, using them a bit more effectively. But yeah. what do you think? Where's my robot? <laughs> yeah, but Where's like my pet robot? With, with respect, Chris, you don't even want to hand over your video editing to um, a video editor. I don't think you'd. I don't <laughs> think you'd uh, get along with a robot, to be honest. You won't trust them. How dare you? <laughs> I I thought <laughs> it's it's just depressing. Like in the nineteen eighties, it'd be like by the year twenty twenty two, mankind will all have robots walking around the homes and doing their <laughs> kitchen. And like I, you know, it'd be fucking amazing if I could be like. Make me a sandwich, and then it's mm. like, okay, Chris, I'll make you a sandwich, and it'll like walk yeah. off to the kitchen. Right now, I've got Charla, and uh, that's good. But a robot <laughs> would be better. It would make me feel less guilty whenever I demand sandwiches, wouldn't it? But uh, we're still a long way off, and I even though this this laughing robot, it called Erica. It's I'm not convinced. It just looks a bit unnatural and far from having any degree of empathy it just makes me really scared because it's still in that uncanny valley sort of place right but yeah if you want to see a really impressive robot look up Amica A-M-E-C A-M-E-C-A sorry uh, and be prepared to be blown away by the most lifelike robot you'll ever see Uh, maybe with the exception of the Avatar robot at Disneyland which is also quite creepy but uh, yeah bring on the robots maybe that's what I'll do after I retire from YouTube I'll become a roboticist (laughs) and I'll make the android robots we deserve slap an iPad on a Boston Dynamic robot and uh, off we go easy isn't it (laughs) easy bring on the Uh, dancing robots (laughs) we'll be back in just a moment guys with your stories comments and questions in the fax machine hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? 
Kamari from Toronto has got in touch. Hello, Chris and Pete. In your 12 things not to do in Japan video, you mentioned bringing business cards everywhere you go. My question for you is this. Do you still do this? Are you handing out nice, clean, crisp, abroad Japan business cards to impressed uh, Japanese businessmen to this very day? Love all the content you put out, Kamari from Toronto. Do you still have a wodge of business cards in your pocket? I reckon you've all, you left them all at home. <laughs> You reckon correctly? Mm. Yeah, I, ah. I am rubbish. I think the reason mm. Cardless. is, I used to have my. The thing is, with business cards in Japan, typically you have like your mobile number or some sort of point of contact. But I didn't want to put my phone number out there publicly, and I was a bit wary about that. Didn't help yeah. that Premier Two Pete he flashed my phone number on my business card in one of his first live streams what a muppet good stuff um, lovely so after that I was like no more business cards for anyone but uh, I actually last week I was at a party uh, at a little social gathering rather and yeah. I met uh, like a billionaire Japanese billionaire who owns literally every restaurant in the world he owns like 50 restaurants one of which turned out was uh, in Gower the restaurant I like in London oh, uh, nice. really nice guy but I don't know, he gave me his business card and I was like, oh, I don't have one. Sorry. And then <laughs> a few hours later, I met the uh, deputy foreign minister for Japan. Oh. Uh, nice woman. And she gave me a business card and I was like, oh, sorry, I don't have one. <laughs> and I just <laughs> felt like such a dickhead. The, the point in the video I made is it wasn't about bring a business card. The point in that video... Uh, 12 things not to do was when you were handed a business card treat it with the utmost respect mm. like in the UK if you chuck someone a business card it's like oh yeah cheers Dave and then you just stick it in your pocket and you bend it and you know crumple it in or at least I do yeah. whereas in Japan it's seen as like a, a physical manifestation of the person right it's the kind of like a, a piece of them and you don't want to stuff someone's physical manifestation down the back pocket of your jeans don't shove yeah. my lung in your pocket you rotter exactly <laughs> You take it with two hands. You always yeah. take it with two hands. You study it and you look at it for about ten minutes, and lick it gets it. a bit monotonous. You lick, <laughs> lick it, it, you bite jam it, it in your eye. Yeah, <laughs> roll it up, put it in your ear, and go. This all sounds in order. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I really want to film like a parody of Japanese etiquette, where it's just you. Yeah, and you just receive just absolute this lies. Card, just it. lies about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> It is it is customary to shout as loud as you like on a train because they like you t- it. <laughs> you take the business card with two hands <laughs> and you burn it. Uh, but no, you have like a business card holder, someone who's good shit anyway, and you put it in there or your wallet, mm. um, which is yep. what I did. But yeah, no, I, I really should get some new ones made and I should hand them out next time I meet important people. Um, we got a story here from Nate from Arizona. Hello, Cornwall, Chris, and PF Flyer Pete. I recently watched your video about how unhealthy the food in Japan truly can be. As you made it so very clear in your video, Japanese food mainly consists of injecting yourself with as much salt as humanly possible. My question is, is heart disease common among Japanese people due to how much salt they eat, or is it offset by how active they tend to be? Keep up the great work, guys. Nate from Arizona. Um, Well, in that video, I mentioned that the high salt intake, particularly particularly from things like ramen, uh, right. leads to increased rates of stomach cancer. Uh, they believe that's because of all the sodium. Uh, you know, every Japanese dish is loaded with sodium. Maybe I was a bit too harsh in my video. Um, I, I, I don't like taking too much in my diet. 
or at least I don't now, now that I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah. Before I did, fried chicken, innit? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I try and avoid it where possible, and I know it increases blood pressure and heart disease and death. But I do think, as you say, because people here are healthier, and the diet overall... It, uh, it they it, I, in that video I think I mentioned that Japanese people eat something like uh, 400 calories less per day than the average American, something like that. It was it was quite a lot, and that compounding effect of eating less calories and walking mm. more on a daily basis uh, keeps people fit, right? And that yeah. in turn keeps blood pressure down and heart rate and whatnot and uh, heart disease away. Sorry, um, so I think that's the main reason. People's diets are overall just a bit more well-rounded, well-balanced, and uh, healthier, and that offsets the staggering amount of sodium that people have in Japan. And another reason you do need the high sodium intake here is because the summers uh, are formidably hot. Uh, and sweaty and need to replace that sodium that you're sweating outright throughout the summer months so that's why historically sodium is so popular in the diet in Japan is that true? Ah, yeah it's, it's so yeah. hot yeah. Ah, I had no idea yeah. gotta get him salt in baby um, eat that salt got- Got a message from Luke from Derbyshire. Hi, Chris and Pete. So I actually have two questions for you, cheekily. I recently had a serious near-death experience, which made me introspective and made me wonder how I'd be remembered after I'd got, I'm would got. i gone. Uh, my question is, if you had to write your own epitaph, for example, what would you like it to say? Loving the podcast and you and Pete, Luke from Derbyshire. That's... Uh. Uh, that's, that's, oh. That got heavy from salt, didn't it? I, I got heavy from salt to this. Wow. <laughs> Hope you're all right he now, Luke. Chris. He loved, he loved a you. bit of salt. Good to have you with us, Luke from Derbyshire, for crying out loud. Wow. Yeah. Glad glad you're here, Luke. Um hmm. I don't know really. I I don't really see the point in legacy stuff so much cuz you know, in two generations, three generations time, nobody's going to care who you are, what you did, which is kind of sad really. Well, I mean, we'll have Wikipedia, you know. Maybe there'll be someone in the year 2100 and they're like, oh, let's go and look at the genesis of podcasts. And I'll look up the Abroad in Japan podcast <laughs> and Pete Dawson and they'll be like, wow, who's an interesting young man? This Pete <laughs> Dawson character. Look, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, but I've again, never, I don't... I've never, really, I've never really understood kind of like post-death kind of legacies that anyone's got, got, yeah. you know, got any interest in. But maybe it's... It's all tied into your belief system. My belief is that when I die, the world dies with me, and it's almost kind of oh it doesn't really matter what what it kind of you know what happened before or after effectively because you can only you can only experience the world from your own perspective. And as soon as my heart goes, like you know, it's, uh, my head goes, that's 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 gone, isn't it? So, but then so, what happens? So that's so that's why I think it's um, fascinating for anyone to be that obsessed with their own legacy when they're not mm. going to be around to uh, enjoy it just fucking drill make sure you drill your hard drives delete your inner history and just leave a fucking good looking corpse baby <laughs> <laughs> well this is what I don't understand about extremely wealthy individuals right who hoard right. more wealth than you could possibly imagine or spend mm. within a single lifetime and I'm talking mm. like in the tens, hundreds, millions, whatnot. That's money that can make a difference now, and uh, it's just like. But I guess it's. But I guess it's kind of their family. They they want to give it to their family, I suppose. Stuff they the want family. To make sure, but 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 th- maybe that's why these people are high achievers, and I'm talking to you on a Tuesday morning, Chris. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> maybe these 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 men and women are just high achievers because they think about this sort of thing and they want to, you know, they're constantly striving towards something. I just want to, I just want to 
um, bit of bread. <laughs> I just want, to, I just want oh a sandwich. You you said earlier that, that people making you a sandwich. That's 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 a bit. It's a bit much, isn't it? That's, that's like an old epitaph. sexist trope. You're a disgrace. That'd be my epitaph. Chris. He was a sexist monster. <laughs> he wanted sexist people monster. to make. No, I mean androids can be any gender, aren't they? Gender neutral, they aren't they? Right, gender neutral okay. androids. Fine. Fine. I don't know. Make but like, sandwich. I well, I'd one. say. <laughs> Stuff the epitaph. <laughs> Don't think about the epitaph. Just think about what I, I, as I always say, think about 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road when you're a bit older and you're like, crap, I'm too old now to do all the cool stuff that I wanted to do. Bugger it. And that is more yeah. important. That sense of regret in later life, I think, is a far more powerful thing to focus on than your like obituary I don't know what I don't know what I, I, Pete Dolson's I, I, obituary is going to be he, I, I, here's Pete Dolson he started 400,000 podcasts that all crafted a homemade <laughs> his legacy and that'll be your bloody legacy 400 <laughs> fucking podcasts just four constant podcasts a podcast podcast Pete um, yeah I, uh, yeah it's, it, it is weird isn't it I, I get off on you know fucking get off on fucking I get off on uh, enjoying people's uh, people having a good time so I think I um, I think it's important to um, you know I, I spend money like fucking water and I spend money on people so <laughs> I think I and that's not me being generous so like, I fucking love people having a good time and I like having a good time and you know just do that until you die that's what I say <laughs> yeah that's a good philosophy I'll, I'll take that I, yeah, yeah. And, and credit where it's due to Pete Dawson he will buy you a drink if you go to a pub with him he's <laughs> one of the buy you a drink I could list <laughs> off on both sides which friends buy me things and which friends don't quite easily <laughs> uh, on the one side we have Pete Dawson on the other side we have Natsuki and Joey and right. uh, <laughs> I, Natsuki Again, used to buy orders. me loads of things Natsuki was great <laughs> well, The first few years we'd hung out, hang out He'd always buy dinner, he'd buy drinks Because he's like the older one He's like, I'm the oldest man, I'm the wise man And he'd buy me dinner <laughs> And then as soon as Brawl in Japan hit about 100,000 subscribers He was like, you can pay now you And he's can. never bought anything ever since <laughs> well, go. Honestly, yeah. honestly <laughs> Don't get me started on Joey Nah, Jay's all right. Right, but they're not Pete Donaldson, the kindest man no. you'll ever see, ever. Again, because um, I'm oldest that, man. Because I'm the oldest man. That's right. Here lies Pete Donaldson. <laughs> he was generous. He was wise. He started 400 podcasts. Keep the stories, questions, <laughs> comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys. Do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here all over again on the Abroad in Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Suck my podcasts. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 